Down in front this week, we're talking about Snow White and the Huntsman, uh, probably movie adaptations, and then later we'll just fall on our faces because, my God, right? Anyway, my name is always T. Christie. I'm sitting next to Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trading Music Stokes. Let them come. I've had I, uh, too much coffee for you to talk that fast. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, man. Dude. Dude. Technically speaking, I think I'm still drunk from last night. Ah, uh, okay. So that's going to be a fun thing. I'm going to have a headache all day long. I didn't see Snow White and the Huntsman because I had anything better to do. Um, but the, the trailers for the last six months have been increasingly promising. At least apparently. And then this uh, past opening weekend, uh, it looks like it's coming down about 50-50 for, for reviewers. Yeah. Brian has seen it, right? No, I have not. Mike and Trey have seen it. Yes. yes. Are, you, are you better for it? <laughs> are you happy campers? It was, it was educational. So, yeah. Brian, you haven't seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't. What do you think of it? Uh, well, <laughs> what, what, actually, weirdly enough, just to, you don't have to necessarily have seen it to have an opinion about it. Because Kyle Mattingly... Yep. Kyle Mattingly, after your shout out to Kyle Mattingly, Kyle Mattingly tweeted, it was, it was on Facebook. It was I on Facebook, it. yeah. On Facebook. He said, here's what I think the movie is, just from the trailer. And he nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> he nailed exactly <laughs> what it is. So based on the trailer, Brian, what do you think Snow White announcement <laughs> is like? Well, since we already had the conversation about it yesterday, I have a fairly uh, yeah, good so idea. Got insider but, yeah. info. I like um, their take on the woodland creatures. Hmm. The, the the dwarves or? Uh, no. No. Oh. Hey, those are people, man. <laughs> Woodland creatures. Uh, as I said before we started recording, I w- when when both Trey and Mike came back saying, uh, "Yeah, we saw it, so we can talk about it." I very briefly considered going to see it just to be able to talk about it. Brian Richards for skis? No, never mind. Yeah, no. It's like you know what? No, I already spent money on Battleship two weeks ago, whatever it was. I'm good on spending good money on bad movies for the time being. We uh, said we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry, how are you recovering from that, by the way? Is, are you kind of back to normal? I, it, was, it was, you know, it wasn't as devastating as Battleship. I did not want to quit show business after seeing Snow White and the Huntsman. All right, all right. So there you go. I mean, it's... Guys it's, who saw it, talk about the movie a little On later. a sliding scale, it's it's not nearly as bad as Battleship. It's not nearly as soul-crushing and destroying <laughs> no. as Battleship. It's <laughs> well, yeah, nearly but, just a not good, you know, a, a not entirely good movie. How does it compare to Alice in Wonderland? Well, that I haven't seen. So. I would say that it is better than Alice in Wonderland, story-wise. It is at least better than Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Did you? Um, well, and just and just generally, like it's <laughs> not Alice in Wonderland. It's not well made. By, by even technically, it, so is Technic- technically it's fairly well made because I mean it's all green screen and you you kind of you know. <laughs> but you says the up? man who worked on it technically. Well, I didn't I, work on that, but um, I'm I'm not. To, I I only worked on the 3D, so. Uh, and that was well done too. Um, <laughs> my my shots, anyway. Um, <laughs> those are my favorite parts. Yeah, whatever those were. But uh, what was your takeaway from Snow White? Uh, Snow White, or as I'm calling it, Princess Monotone. <laughs> uh, Ooh, snap! Yeah, snap! Is uh, well, it's Snow White. I mean, it is. It's not. It's not even yeah. like really a creative reimagining. It's just. It's. It's. It's similar to Alice in Wonderland almost in the sense that it's like, let's, uh, let's just do Snow White, but make the production design really kind of like dark and contrasty. Yeah. That's, you know. Yeah. Just like, let's hit the, the big story beats of this story that everybody knows without any real understanding of the actual reason somebody <laughs> would tell the story in the first place. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I... It's it's interesting because it, it made me think about that because of what we've talked about. You know, this is definitely a movie you come out going, why did you tell me that story? <laughs> yeah, again. Again, exactly. <laughs> and and it, it made me think about, like, well, why did they tell that story in the first place? And it's like, <clears throat> when you go back a couple hundred years, you 
I don't know if you asked that question. You know, I okay. think they just had an idea and they're like, this is crazy and weird and we're just going to tell a fucked up story, right? That's what folktales kind of were. Right. Um, some of them were like metaphorical, but sometimes... I don't know if Snow White, like, I don't <laughs> well, know. I haven't really, I, I've never really thought about probably, it. There probably isn't deep in the, this. It's probably something to do with, with you know, youth and beauty and aging and, and right. you know, and wanting to try and hold on to that and having that be a, a false, you know, a false plan to How try. How the evil adults want to take your childhood away from you. Yeah. Well, well, that's, uh, but that's our. That's E.T. That, that's, that's the new version because, because the queen in this one is literally stealing Life force, the, li, li, yeah, youth and beauty. She's literally stealing that Life in force. in uh, in the original story. She just um, wants Snow White dead. She just wants reason. Snow White dead yeah. because because Snow White is going to be prettier than her, and she's she doesn't just, want the competition. She's just queen. Well, she's Queen Cersei, you know. Like, yeah. Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. She's Queen Cersei. So it's it's there's less. I mean, there's still magic, right? She's still a witch. She yeah. still like turns herself into a crone and stuff like that. Right. So the magic is present in the original story, but it's not to this same extreme. Now, what, what you were saying, I think if you are going to tell this story again, it should be about the obsessive pursuit of youth and beauty and, yeah. and the, the falseness of trying to hold on to that. And oh, stuff you can because do a lot with that these days. Yeah. Exactly. And it does, yeah. it does. That is a story to tell today. Yeah, yeah. If there's anything thematically... Like social commentary. If there's anything thematically that the movie is kind of trying to do it's probably somewhere in that zone yeah. but it doesn't really bring it together because it's 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 kind of a it's of two minds it's it's following the story it's like oh and then you know like when the dwarves show up i was like all oh, right there's dwarves of yeah. course there's got to be dwarves in this which i don't even think i think i think the seven dwarves isn't doesn't that did disney invent that or is that always been part I, of the I story i think that's always been part of the snow story. white goes out into the forest and she gets forest friends and helpers of various kinds depending on which version of the story you're reading but um but the you know, the fact that the dwarves show up, I was like, oh, yeah, dwarves, and we'll, we'll talk about those, yeah. hey, I'm guys. sure. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, dwarves, right. And then, uh, but then, just just skipping ahead, I was, the thing that, that when I went, wait, what, is when it just, it just sort of took for granted the whole, you know, the story of Snow White, right? So here it is, here yeah. it comes. And the beginning, it seemed to be sort of starting to justify the things. But the part that really bugged the crap out of me was the poison apple bit. Yes. Because, because the, the queen shows up in the woods disguised as another character and Snow White thinks it's a friend and she g- gets an apple and she takes a bite of the poison apple and she goes and <laughs> in a rather embarrassingly lengthy scene of Kristen Stewart going yeah <laughs> she had to play that for about two minutes on, on screen it was pretty awesome um, <laughs> while Charlize Theron morphs back into Evil Queen and goes haha I've got you you've eaten the poison apple and blah 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 monologuing 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 and Stewart drops into the you know the goes into her you know her own sleep. Her stew sleep. <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, and then you know how it goes. Then they, they carry her back. Oh, my God, she's dead. All hope is lost, blah, blah. They put her on the beer, and they lay her out, and then everyone's like, oh, what's sad? What shall we do? What shall we do? And then Thor comes in, hmm. a.k.a. the Huntsman, and he's drunk, and he has some monologue about I don't even know what. <laughs> and then he kisses her, and she comes back to life, which is the story, but no one goes, how the fuck did that just happen? Why, yeah. did, why did you kiss the dead chick? And why did she come back to life? And why is no one even surprised about that? Like, oh, she's back. So everyone in the in the movie seems like they know the story. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Like, oh, that's what happens. It's like, well, if he just sort of, why did you decide to kiss her? And why does no one surprised that that brought her back to life? Um, they couldn't have had one dwarf they didn't walk even, actually, around being like, surprised. That, that magic bean actually needed a little more explanation. Actually, actually, though, I did. I did like they didn't. Again, it was like a cool idea that they could have maybe developed a little better. Mm-hmm. But there's um. Because 
it's it's kind of sort of goes meh and like waves its hand at the idea <laughs> of a love triangle, but there's not really one because that confused the hell out of me yeah, too. Because there's there's Wait, her who the, who are the third person. There's is? two Aragorns in this movie. Yeah, oh. there's her. She has a childhood friend that comes to rescue her when he discovers she's still alive because when the queen took over. You know, everyone like fled the castle and she, blah blah blah. So are they trying to do like a Team Edward, Team Jacob. Thing? I don't know. Well, <laughs> oh, like they didn't do a very good job of it. If they did, uh, they certainly didn't. Because I'll tell you this: I thought that that was her brother. Uh-huh. That that was like okay, the ki- the royal children. You know, right. the, father, the brother and sister, and the brother gets away, but the sister is held, you know, yeah. held captive. Um, and I thought that all the way into the point when we see him later, he's grown up. He's like, oh my god, my you know, she's still alive. I must go rescue her, and he confronts her, and then they kiss. And I was like, hey, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Luke and Leia? What's <laughs> going? Oh, yeah, exactly. We're 90 minutes into the movie, and I'm going, wait, they're not brother and sister? I was, <laughs> I was completely thrown off by that. But because um, when, it, when it happens... Hey, when the, medieval Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's him, and there's the huntsman. And when, when it happens with the poison apple, um, like the, the you know, childhood friend like, runs up to her and like, you know, cradles her and cries and stuff, and he kisses her, and nothing happens, and everyone's like, well, now we don't know what to do. <laughs> like, it, it, I did like the the feeling that everyone understood. Like, your true love. Well, if he kisses her, it'll be fine. Like, it's cool. And then it doesn't work. And everyone's like, "Oh shit! Now, I, now I don't. We're out of options we're now. Out of options now." So I I liked that they didn't they didn't really play it quite the way. See, that I'm was nowhere it, near but... clear. That did they even say true love's kiss? My no, real no, no, no. Yeah, because see, they, they expect you to know. Because I didn't get that at all. I totally, yeah. I completely, because I was probably still caught up in the, why is he kissing his sister? That's gross. But, um, <laughs> but why is he kissing Case Stu in the first place? That's kind of weird uh, to begin with. But the, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't get that at all, that there was any sort of like, only true love's kiss can bring her yeah. back, and oh, it was the huntsman all along. I mean, I didn't even get that from No, the yeah, the, it, it needed to, it needed to Amp that up yeah, a lot. That that magic but, bean just was laying there, yeah. and everyone just said, "Oh, you, you all know how that one works, right?" No, yeah. you you should get some instructions on that particular yeah. magic bean because it justified a lot of the other stuff. Yeah, that that you don't normally justify in the in the uh, the story of Snow White, but but that one they're just like, yeah, you know, fairy tale kissing. Snow White, justify my love. <laughs> yeah, but we can take a step back and okay, we'll talk about all the good things about the movie because there are a lot of great things about the movie. No, not surprisingly, it's beautiful looking if you like gray but yeah. it's it's you know it's a dark scary you know nasty universe it's like it's like game of thrones it's game of thrones where snow white lives basically and the production design is fantastic and the visual effects are flawless and the you know all the armor is all beautiful and, and i'm know, sure the coffee and bagels were delicious and the coffee yeah. and bagels were fantastic i'm sure yeah. top notch and uh, i like charlize theron for the most part i think they made her go a little she was a she, little mustache she went early. she went to 11 a couple times yeah. too many um, and you you see those moments in the trailer. It's like, lay with God. And she's like, okay, you're here. We need you about here. Yeah. But uh, I don't think that's because Shelley Theron is a bad actress. That's just where they, you know. That's what they wanted. That's where they wanted her to go. Yeah. And she did her best with it. Um, she's great. I thought she was great. Um, who else? Thor is in the movie. There's also the dwarves. Yeah, he actually. Like well, the dwarves is a whole weird like, thing. I, yeah, I, I said in I I wrote a blog post about it in review and like you with Transformers I forgot I was watching the movie while oh, I was wow. watching it. <laughs> you had that experience. I had that experience. I never I I never really had that experience before and this time I did. Like my mind would be wandering and I and then I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still sitting I'm here still watching still a movie. sitting here watching this movie." And often it, it was it was uh it was because of Chris Hemsworth. He would yeah. come on screen and I would be like 
what's going on? Why is he? Oh, right. I'm still watching Snow White, and he's in it. Like, I kept, I kept forgetting he was in it because he's like, he hardly is. He really, really has no reason to be there. Yeah. Most of the characters don't have any reason to be there. Yeah. And that's uh, that's really the whole the whole. It's the it's the lack of stakes. I mean, the fact the fact that uh, you know. It, I was. I have to say, I was really caught off guard because all the pieces were in place. But when the movie suddenly, in one shot, became Lord of the Rings, I was like, "Oh, you totally snuck that up on me." Yeah. Next, suddenly, all the, suddenly, there's a helicopter shot of two two guys with you know bows and arrows and swords and a girl and a bunch of dwarves all walking across the, <laughs> a line of mountaintops in a big swinging helicopter shot. It was like instantly turned into Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I was like, "I didn't even see that coming. How did I not see that coming? That you guys were like, going to totally Lord of the Rings this?" Um, but there was a there, and then we had the Lord of the Rings montage of na 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 sweeping music and you know helicopter shots marching 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 mountaintops snowfields all that kind of stuff. And the only thing missing was the so little plot in this movie. It's like where the fuck are they going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was no no knowledge of where they were walking to in this montage or why they were going wherever that was. <laughs> they're going they're going somewhere for <laughs> to, quite some time now yeah, to do something important. To do something which is completely unexplained, and that's and that's the problem with the whole first two thirds, the first two acts of the movie is what is Snow White doing other than trying to not get killed by the queen and vaguely running away and being bad at that because she has no skills and being rescued and they run farther away and the queen tries to get them and they run farther away. Is there any And that's it. I mean there's no like I'm yeah. going to I'm the rightful queen, I'm going to reclaim the castle. There's none of that. It's just yeah. like, "Oh, evil queen, run." She, I mean her, her whole thing, the whole thing I and I I um I I wrote a couple paragraphs It's like I have a I'm getting really tired of the whole like chosen one thing cuz they're talking about I've, oh there's this oh, prophecy I'm way over her. that. Yeah. 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 There's a pro- like and and <laughs> You know, my issue with it is it's a really lazy way to resolve a story. Yeah. Because, because like you say, she has no skills. She has no, like, real goal. It's like she just – there's – she has this – she is this magical technicality where if she just, <laughs> yeah. like, shows up in the room with the queen, the queen will be destroyed, basically. That's hey, how the Chosen One trope Hey, loophole, works. come with us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, – and, and like you said, the movie is almost of two minds about the, the – youth and beauty thing because it's like oh well you know the the queen is you know it, there's there's a wrongness to what she's doing and blah 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 and the world will be saved by youth and beauty that she's obsessed with because we're still obsessed with it too <laughs> yeah. and so it's like what the, um, the, the queen is obsessed with youth and beauty and that makes her evil but the heroine will be young and beautiful forever <laughs> and she's good because yeah. of that yeah yeah so, but, but thank god youth and beauty saved the day yeah the exactly yeah so but, we, but we should not value that because don't be obsessed with it because even though it does save the world okay i'm i'm yeah. I'm, I'm hazy on this <laughs> what, what i thought could have been it, it could have been vastly because yeah she she has the poison apple and she dies and then she gets like date raped and and wakes back <laughs> up yeah. and 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 then and, proceeds to do a St. Crispian's Day speech and does, that comes out of nowhere. And that makes no sense at all. <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous and, and incomprehensible like rallying speech I've ever heard. Like I was sitting there every sentence going, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, for, for roses and for the rainbow window. <laughs> yeah, it's Pretty like much. she's still – she's clearly still groggy, you guys. Yeah. you got to give her some she's time. Been, to... She's been mostly dead all day. So, <laughs> But uh, – and uh, then, but and then, that is slightly alive. Yeah, and then she's, you know, she's. And next thing you know, she's then she's Joan of Arc. Yeah, and now and she's, she's leading the battle to 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 go back to the castle. It's like it's like wait, Snow White's a warrior in this movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, but like, only at the end. Only at the end. I, she goes full on Joan of Arc in the last act, 
and she's and, and she looks good in the armor. They, yeah. they made her look good in the armor. Um, but the it's like, where did this come from? It's like, where did this this speech even come from? Yeah. Where did this decision to go chase the queen even come from? Yeah. It's like, what's in that apple for fuck's sake? I, <laughs> what, it's like you just you, you just needed a nap, and suddenly you woke up, and your character <laughs> had purpose finally. And 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 the entire cast and hundreds of extras in armor are all standing around in a big circle as she does this not very well written and not very well delivered speech. Um, and I it just you know they're all they should all be thinking, aren't you fucking dead? What, yeah, uh, wait a second, <laughs> isn't that the dead chick? Is she, is she she just yeah, but it, like she because on the posters, um, on a number of the posters, it's her in armor. Right. So yeah. I thought. She was going to be Joan of Arc, like, from the beginning. Yeah, and the and, queen has to deal with that. And the queen has to deal with that, sends out the huntsman as, like, an assassin to try and deal with her. If and you did that, you could also have a whole thing going on with what we're talking about, about having there be a little bit of social commentary with regards to how we look at beauty, where she starts, to use the easy word, she starts, like, hyper-feminist, running her shit, being a warrior, taking over whatever kingdom is and all that stuff she's doing, if that's what she's doing. And then she gets bothered by this stupid youth beauty shit that completely invalidates all that stuff that she's good right. at. Right. And, and y- yeah, exactly. And could have been brave, is what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. But, uh, or at the very least, have her start her Joan of Arc journey. You can still have her start as helpless, scared little girl. But, but have her start way earlier. Yeah. Have her start way earlier and give her the the Rocky montage where she turns into the, Joan exactly. Of Arc. Literally the only that I caught anyway. The only setup that has anything to do with how the movie pays off is it you know for in a in a thirty second scene. I guess it's the Huntsman yes. shows her one move. Says yeah. okay when someone's attacking you, you block and then it gives you an opening and you stab him in the gut. And you know shockingly uh. that's what happens. You know at the end. But that's literally all it is. Is yeah. the queen goes, ah, I'll kill you. And the queen can turn herself into birds. And the <laughs> queen can melt your face. And the queen can do all this stuff. And she proceeds to, you know, smack. Do what they do a whole wizard battle with. It's a one sided wizard battle where she's just literally mopping the floor with Snow White, <laughs> so she can monologue with her like. And then bam, ba bam, ba bam. And then the other thing, and you will always. Meh. And then she just comes too close, and Snow White stabs her in the gut. And that's it. That's and all a bunch it takes. of a, a bunch of other people have stabbed her in the gut. Yeah, repeatedly, repeatedly. But it doesn't work because they're not young and pretty. And because like she's Snow not, White, you know, she's right. all magical and can't die. Yeah, but Snow oh, White can stab her in the gut. And Snow you know. Snow White, because she's prettier, is able to defy. <laughs> and her because magic the prophecy, literally, yeah, because of the prophecy, which is ironclad, because yeah. she's special. Because somebody said <laughs> because so. Because someone yeah. said, oh, she's the special one. It's uncouth to go there, but I want to at least acknowledge. Is there anyone in the room that thinks that Christian Stewart is cuter or prettier or anything than Charlie's Theron? The, to be honest, no. It's like it's like I don't. Is that prettier than Charlie's Theron? No. Yeah, no. That was that few, was probably few, that's not a dig on Christian Stewart. No, few are because, because no human yeah. is prettier right. than yeah. Charlie's Theron. But but I like she is she's the chosen one. One of the uh, I I came out I was because. She's not given much to work with, Kristen Stewart. No, in in this, so it's like it's hard to kind of nail her for her performance. No, yeah, no, I, I mean she's she's. I mean I've seen Twilight, so she's not she's not great. And I haven't general. seen Twilight, so literally the last thing I saw her in was Adventureland. Ah. You know, so it's like I have virtually no Catherine. You see Kristen, the Runaways? It's a lot of fun. Kristen Stewart, yeah. you know, idea. I, I she was in Adventureland. She was pretty monotonous in that one, yeah. but that was what her character was. You yeah, know, that's who she was, and that and she was the troubled, you know, gothy chick that the guy is obsessed with. And we, okay, I get it. Um, this one, I thought she was fine again for what she had to work with. Which yeah. you know, it's like if only they'd given her a character to play. But as um, but as I was watching, I was like, you know, who would have been a really good Snow White? Emma Watson. 
Mm. She would have been really good. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. because she could have put a little bit of like charm, a little uh, an occasional smile, a twinkle of the eye. You know, she's she's got charisma, (laughs) a a personality, a personality. (laughs) She's got a personality. personality. And Kristen Stewart does not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Emma Watson would have been good. I I could see Emily Browning. Oh, sure. Doing it. Yeah. Get Emily baby, Browning. Get she'd baby doll she'd in have there. been good, yeah. Didn't she do Little Red Riding? Oh, that was Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, Amanda yeah. Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried? No, but look, Emily, Emily Browning was a thing. Was was there a second Red Riding Hood movie? No. 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 I don't check that. I thought there was a thing that Emily Browning was like the fairy yeah. hill girl. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was also, was like, early on. Series events kind of fits that mold. Yeah. But. Early on, uh, also, like, in terms of possible themes, like, the the queen basically takes over the... She she basically takes over the the kingdom with the power of sex. Yeah, like that's you know she she comes at him and she's got a whole monologue about you know how how men have dominated her, but she found you know again yes, very Queen very, Cersei, very Cersei her her way to her weapon her way to dominate man is you know to to get them into bed basically and to, <laughs> she to just doesn't to, do it as, explain it as explicitly as Cersei did yeah. in the latest Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> But uh, same concept, though. Yeah. So there's. So I. I thought it might be interesting if they had done. You know, there's the the women's path to power. There's the one that's working within. You know, the the male dominated thing and kind of subverting it. And then there's the one that's straight up just like I am a leader, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and this is this is how I'm you know gaining my power. And and uh, in in Snow White's case, actually, you know, having skills besides just you know sexing people to death. <laughs> <laughs> Now I found out based on Dorkman's blog something that I had somehow avoided knowing this whole time. Nick Frost is one of the dwarves. I had no idea yeah, until I, it I, showed that, up. That Nick Frost. That, yep. Yeah. That, well, that blew me away too because I had no clue about that, and I was like, "That dwarf looks like Ian McShane." Yep. And that's because that dwarf was Ian McShane, yep. and that dwarf is Toby Jones, and that dwarf is Nick Frost, and that dwarf is Bob, uh, Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, and they've been digitally dwarfified, and it's like it's a step beyond. It's way, it's, it's way beyond Gimli. Mm-hmm. You know, they've gone way beyond that. It's um, like Gimli plus the Winklevi twins. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you know. It's like well, it's it's if they can do Captain America and they can you know take just take the image of a guy and make him a scrawny guy, they've they've done it. You know, with, and using all the other tricks as well, where you know different scale doubles, and, scale yeah. doubles, and all that kind of stuff. But they literally just have shots of them where they they're they're standing there and they're freaking dwarves. And and I was like, it totally took me out of the movie. Yeah. Like I like there wasn't like it was. Not like I was totally absorbed by the movie, <laughs> so it didn't take much to take me out of the movie. But suddenly I'm like thinking about that, and I'm like, I, I'm having a moral dilemma about this. Yes. <laughs> Did you have the same feeling? It's like, I'm having a moral moment because it's like, sure, it's great to see, you know, name actors being able to play the role, and there's this whole squadron of them suddenly who show up out of nowhere. And, and yet, I just, you know, pictured like all the, all the little people actors yep. are going, God damn it. Exactly. God damn it! Now we're not even going to get the fucking fairy tale movies. Yeah, we've now. got we, like I, I was saying. I'm like, after you know, we're we're in a post Tyrion Lannister <laughs> landscape now, <laughs> yeah. and you know, after he won Emmys and he's like, you know, the the top he, billing on Game of Thrones. He's now. got yeah. top billing. He's like the the you know the mainstream fantasy fans like favorite fantasy character right now, mm. and and you know, there's articles and stuff about you know his. How difficult it's been for him, and how he finally, you know, got yeah. this role, and how difficult it is to, you know, he he's turned down a lot of roles because there aren't a lot of them in the first place, and then a lot of them are really demeaning because they're like Santa's elves and shit like that, and he right. never wanted to play that, and and exactly, I'm I'm sitting there going, there are eight roles on screen that they didn't give <laughs> to to actual little people. Yeah. It's it's like 
it's like watching blackface. <laughs> it's, kind of is. it's like why? <laughs> what are you doing? Is. This is this is you know we like got guys insult. for that, right? Yeah, we got real guys for this. <laughs> they're, they're, Did they do the like sleepy dopey? No, no, they didn't stuff. do. It. They didn't no. go there. They got and, just, and did they give them names at all, or did they just avoid them together? They had but they names, weren't. They but weren't yeah, cutesy names. They were just no. like they Ray Disney. and Max and whatnot, yeah. stuff like that. But because I think that is a Disney thing. Yeah, that's the, Disney owns that. The, those names are those are that's a Disney edition. Mushroomer okay. in the chat points out. To be fair, every little person in town was in Mirror Mirror, which I guess we it might have been interesting to watch both of them and compare. But I only had hopes for Snow White and the Huntsman. Exactly. I didn't even have hopes for Mirror. No, Mirror. I yeah. saw Mirror Mirror and I'm like, no. You saw no. Mirror Mirror? No, no, I saw the tra- sorry, oh, oh. I saw the trailers. I don't even know what that I, is. What the is Julia what Roberts that's the, uh, that's version. Two weeks ago's Snow White movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that came out. Yeah, that yeah. happened. Yeah, good a, tracking, huh? A Julia Roberts movie came out. Yes. Yeah. I'm guessing it didn't do that well. No. No. <laughs> no. Made by made by Tarsem, of all people. Okay. Are you shitting me? No. <coughs> huh, that's crazy. Guy who made, you know, The Cell and The Fall went and made Mirror Mirror. And from what I understand, he was basically shitting on it just before it even came out. He's like, yeah, I basically did it for the money and don't even bother. Wow. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> from what I understand, I, they, like, I, I may be exaggerating that just because... I was reading between the lines and read it that way, and I'm like, "Damn, I can't believe he said that." But um, that's yeah, the, that's the weirdest thing ever. I mean, I, we're talking about how how does Men in Black come out, and we don't know it exists. How does you know, and, yeah. and we can't avoid Battleship. It's like this this is the first I've heard that this movie exists. <laughs> A Julia Roberts Sleeping Beauty movie came out two weeks. Snow ago. White, but yeah, Snow White, Snow White, Snow White. Julia Roberts Snow White movie came out two weeks ago. Yeah, I, first I've heard of that with uh, with, with Snow Army White. Hammer with Army Hammer as the as Prince Charming. Okay, yep. Snow White uh, with. Uh, Julia Roberts as Snow White. I'm, I'm just, not another queen. I'm just falling right out of the target demographic zone oh, yeah. completely. They're not even marketing to me anymore. Well, I think it was a matter of... I mean, if you saw the trailer, you could easily tell just what an awful abomination of a film that was going to be. <laughs> wow. And I, I think the they interesting just, version. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the other was very much the... Mirror Mirror was the was the Jack and Jill version. Well, we still Snow got White. we still got Maleficent coming out with Angelina Jolie, but that's only just now we, getting going into production. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, we do? <laughs> I haven't heard of this one. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, it's a the the search for the director went on for quite some time. Yeah. Um, they finally who who did they finally get? They finally got someone. I don't know, but I do know uh, uh, Dean Perso turned it down. As a matter of fact, yeah, Dean Perso was one of yeah. the ones they went to, but. Um, it's I, some another big name like yeah. Matthew Vaughn. Not Matthew well, Vaughn, it was a Tim Burton like, project oh. originally, but then he. If it yeah, if it were Matthew Vaughn, I'd be like, now I'm excited. Yeah, I yeah. hadn't heard of this before. Not, I don't but think now it's I'm Matthew excited. Vaughn. It's 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 somebody, but somebody just finally got named to it. Uh, Gore Verbinski, maybe somebody. Oh, maybe. Yeah, somebody like that. Chat room, go That's to work. That's cool. I don't know. I was Maleficent excited. It was directing Maleficent. Cool. I was excited for the uh, Dean Pariso version of Maleficent, but. Chapin uh, says that the production designer of Avatar is directing Maleficent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for oh, him. that's right. Okay, that sounds right. Oh, Strapinus. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, Dean Egg did some effects on that uh, Snow White uh, movie we just watched. Um, you can tell because they were good. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't listed first. Rhythm and Hughes was listed yeah. first, but it's, it was, I assume it, I who assume did it what was... is you know who knows. Dave, I what, what did Dean Egg contribute to uh, Snow White and the Huntsman? I assume it was like the castle stuff and whatnot, which is that all looked, gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, all gorgeous. the effects were. Gorgeous. Every time Kristen Stewart blinked. <laughs> that wasn't a, yeah. That was, was not a post. <laughs> Whatever when personality existed within Kristen Stewart, that was all Dean Egg and yeah. Bravo, Bravo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well done. Finally. Almost, almost made her feel. Yeah, well. we're, um, we're <laughs> almost over the Uncanny Valley now. Oh, the Just shattering yeah. stuff. They did the they did the shattering glass. Uh, that, okay, uh, uh, which warriors. is great. Yeah, cool, it's awesome Beautiful stuff. Now, on the sort of broader conversation about adaptations and how we have two Snow Whites this month. That we know of. <laughs> it it kind of goes there may be saying, more, apparently. It, it's sort of a tried and played conversation to talk about the fact that basically all the movies that are out there, ex- existing franchises, 
sequels or adaptations or something. With adaptations in particular, it seems like you have the, the greatest opportunity for something new and interesting happening, as opposed to a reboot or a sequel or something like that. Because with an adaptation, you can sort of take an existing understanding of a thing and then put a different spin on it, like what we were talking about with Huntsman could have been. Well, this is an interesting conversation in a way because we're talking about two different things, right? There's an adaptation of, like, Harry Potter, which is just, like, it's popular, it's a story that people really enjoy, and let's, you know, let's let's bring it let's to more people. Let's milk it for all it's worth. And let's milk it to, for all it's worth, and ideally you get a, a group of people who are passionate about it, and they're like, we want to make a good movie. You know, we want to take this off the page and bring it to life and make it exciting. And when fun. it works, it's Lord of the Rings. We yeah. have people who care about the material. Yeah. Um, and so have skill. And, yeah. Yes. So there's, so there's that aspect of it, which is more straightforward. I mean, you still have to kind of, like, find the movie in it. It's like, why are we going to take this into a new medium? What can we do that makes it cinematic and interesting? And so sometimes mm-hmm. you have to change things around. Um, but then there's what you're talking about. There's the adaptation of a a much older, well-known property that a lot has been done with, like Snow White or Alice in Wonderland or something like that, where mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we have – like thousands of these. We have so many versions of this. Like Alice in Wonderland is one of the most adapted things. Like yeah. in the first in the first twenty years of, of movies existing, they made like forty Alice in Wonderland <laughs> movies basically. Yeah. Um so at that point it then it is the question of all right, why why? Why are we going to do this? Why are we again? doing this again? Yeah. What what do we have to say? Can through through what, the lens of this story that no one has said. What before. new perspective? What new facet can we add to this that hasn't already been done? Because if we're just doing it as it's already been done and not adding anything new, then just go back to what you've already done. What's yeah. what's the can what's guys, the point of putting the effort in to do it again? Can you guys think of an adaptation that fills those criteria? Like a recent-ish last ten years adaptation that comes out and you're like, "Wow, cool! I never thought of that before." Wait, wait, wait to read the story, bro. Like, have, hey, can you think of one of those? Uh, not off the top of my head. Mm. I'm, trying to to think of, I'm trying to think of an example that just fits that first level of criteria, like sure. well, remaking you know. of a classic, classic thing that's been done many for, times. Well, for instance, Snow White and the Huntsman, or something like well, that. Right, but that's, <laughs> but, but successful. Well, and right, you're asking and, for another one, and we're, what, what other ones are there? I mean, uh, Alice in Wonderland is, is another one. Is Kiss Kiss really? What? No, I think he's joking. Uh, no. no. Yeah, well, I assume he's joking. Yeah. In any case. Uh, he may explain. Well, I guess Iron Man, but that's not that's just a that's just a book-to-movie thing. I don't know. I mean, it seems it seems like it should work on a fairly regular basis if well, we, so many people are trying. Fairy tales haven't been done that much. Suddenly now, fairy tales are back. You know, yeah, right, yeah. two in the past fairy week. Ba- there's two popular TV, TV shows, shows that are based yeah. on fairy yeah. tales. Like somewhere, the memo went out. Like, okay, fairy tales now. They're now the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. They, because they realized, wait a second, we don't have to pay anyone for these. Yeah, yeah. and they work apparently somehow. So let's do that. In so. the chat, Jim points out that well, Disney does that all the time. That's what Disney does. I mean, well, that's how but Disney built his empire. They haven't done it lately, though. But yeah, they they did it in the '60s. They're known for it. Yeah, but it's not what they they've done lately. I don't know. It just seems you know, if we have to live in this universe wherein all basically all of the main movies, there's always going to be indie movies coming out that are you know movies, but where <laughs> most of the multiplex is filled with reboots and sequels and adaptations and all that, it seems like we really don't get that many good <coughs> ones. No, we really don't. No. Well, it's it's Sturgeon's law. It's I, the can we at least focus on this idea? It, I'm t- I don't like how people are like oh it's all reboots and it's all uh, it's all uh, redos and everything over and over again. It's like as if that's a new phenomenon yeah. in art because it's not. 
if you go into any art, you know, art museum anywhere in the world, you will see ten different versions of the Annunciation yeah. of Mary being told she's she's yeah. pregnant. With Jesus. And even in film, let's talk about the Thief of Baghdad. Like yeah. you want to you you want to say remakes or a new thing? No, no, no. Yeah, you know. that is that yeah. has always been the case since the beginning of time. Since the first guy painted something on the cave, and the next guy <laughs> put his version of a bison on. They're like, nice dude, horse, dude. Just... Ugg already did a bison. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, this my, is my bison. My bison. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My bison's better than Ugg's bison. Yeah. Well, this is a new perspective on the bison. Yeah. And it's like, and that's... It's from the other side. That's totally valid. And it goes, it goes right to Shakespeare as well. Shakespeare, pretty much every play he did, he was ripping off the basic plot from somewhere else and putting his yeah. own spin on he it. He didn't invent Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, he didn't invent he just did well, version. He didn't, he didn't invent... While all of that's true, the, the thing that's being lamented is not, oh, they're doing remakes and the remakes suck. It's like, that's all they're going to yeah. do now. That's all that's, that's happening. That's true. And there is an economic like, force. It's fine to do reboots. Let's, I mean, hell, I, I think the right team, let's reboot Back to the Future. Let's go ahead. That could be awesome. That could be a great movie. I'm not like against that theory. It's like, but let's, Back to the Future wasn't a reboot of anything. Back to the Future was an original yeah. concept right. that you know, wasn't based on a damn thing. You know, Ghostbusters was not based on a damn thing. Yeah. Right. Who's making the next Back to the Future right now? Who's making the next Ghostbusters? Who's greenlighting those movies that are these cool, awesome concepts that aren't based on anything the marketing department has signed off on? And I, Where and are I, those movies going to come from? And now? I agree with that, that doing it to the exclusion of anything else. That's, that's an awful thing. But the, sometimes people complain about uh, reboots and adaptations and all of the rehashing. As if it's a new phenomenon, and the point that I just no. want people to understand is, it's not. Yeah. You, you can go as far back as the you know any art museum. You can go to the Louvre and see ten different Last Suppers, and it's like that's yeah. Da Vinci's sure. was the best. Or, yeah. you know, the, the Wizard of Oz that we think of as the classic was a, at yeah. least four Wizard like of Oz had been made yeah. before yeah. that point. You know, and that's and that's yeah, that's all fine. Even it's with a, Grimm's Snow White, that's Snow White had already been around yeah. for. However long it had been the, around, and they were just the ones that wrote it down. The, exactly. The Grim Fairy Tales, they didn't come up with those. They just collected them. Collected them, yeah, yeah exactly. Probably put their own spins on it, but of course. just collected them. But Disney just announced their, their you know, upcoming slate for the next year, and they just said, well, we're going to make two Avengers movies every year. It's like, oh, kill me now. <laughs> kill me now. Just kill me now. now because two, it's like two Avengers movies means two other movies that aren't something fucking Avengers that yeah. they're not going to be making. And isn't Disney... <laughs> aren't they... Making some ridiculously small amount of movies, aren't they only making like eight or ten movies? This everyone's everyone's yeah. everybody is doing like it, yeah. that, yeah. yeah. But Which is a whole poles. other huge it's problem. All ten it's, poles now, yeah. yeah. It's just ten poles, and it's fine. Again, it's fine to have ten poles, but you need other <laughs> yeah. things in the tent. There's no market for all that other stuff. You know? Yeah, those, those it's small. Not, it's not a tent movies. if it's just a pole under a sheet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we got we got enough tent poles. Where, where's that's, the tent? That's what the movie industry is at the moment. It's just a pole with a sheet. You just dressed up a stick. That's your plan. Yeah, man. Yeah, pretty much. I just wow. got I just got bummed. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, wow, that, this is a really sad way yeah. to end. Uh, that went to a dark episode. place real fast. Yeah, really. Well, anyway, so and, something, something, something about the theme of youth and beauty and old age and hanging on to what I don't know, it's, in there, uh, it's in there somewhere. Yeah. It's in there somewhere. We'll just we'll just you know do the podcast. It doesn't have to have a point. It's, it's just, all right. But at the end, we'll we'll kill the queen. But yeah, just in ge- just I think in general with adaptations, not just in, in remakes and stuff like that. It's it just comes down to the same question we always ask: It's like, why are you telling me this story? Yeah. Why? Why are you telling me what? Why tell me this way? You know, I- even more so. Why tell it to me this way if I can already go read the book or play the video game or do whatever? Mm-hmm. What is it about sitting down and watching a movie that makes it a different experience and and yeah. is is you know f- uh, fit to that medium? And right. I have to I have to say that for the first 
10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. I thought I thought Snow White might actually deliver on that. Yeah, I thought the Huntsman because it's like I'm going okay. This is really you know you think of Snow White, you think of Disney, you think of you know la la and music, you think of a musical of some kind, and this is a, you know this is a really dark. This is Game of Thrones as Snow White. You know it's got that dark. You know the medieval world is the real medieval world. It's not pretty. It's gross and disgusting, and everyone's got boils and sores. And there's this, there's a great scene. Well, the, the the scene that the movie like tried to be or wanted to be or someone didn't allow it to be is where the the villagers are drinking the queen's bath water yes which is like all right now we're talking dark okay i'm in because she bathes in milk and then they drain it out of the castle and they go milk and everyone like just runs up to get the milk so they don't know it's her do they know i think they do i think they don't care or whatever you know whatever it's just a weird little throwaway moment but i'm like okay that's twisted whatever's going on i love this movie that it did that moment she there's that well there's that moment and then it goes into her being being like you know we we came from nothing, and you remember how how we struggled. And am I not generous? Like yeah, basically indicating like, the. Pe- it's like, damn, yeah, that's this awesome. Is, this is some dark stuff. And then, but then the movie just sort of, it's it's really the lack of a narrative. It's really yeah. the lack of a plot, um, or or a story, um, to, or a plot tied to a theme. Yeah, oh, to, she yeah. has a brother, by the way, the queen. She has, for the no queen reason. has a brother, so she occasionally talks. So to she him. can kind of abuse yeah. him, and you know, someone to talk to about. You know, remember how it used to be? Oh yeah, totally. So the, again, Cersei, the Cersei Tyrion thing is kind yeah. of in there, but um, or Jamie, yeah, but, yeah, that's true. But um, that's true. It is much more of a Jamie yeah. kind of thing. And in fact, it gets a little, it gets creepy at times. We're like, <laughs> what, what is the deal with this brother and sister? And again, that's fine too. That's cool. You know, I, that was all. But then, just then, Snow White meanders through another forest and encounters another visual effect, and you're kind of like, well, where's this going? And what's this about? So it's like it's. It's it's so close. That's the that's the that's the real tragedy of yeah. Snow White and the Huntsman. It was so close to being like a really interesting movie. Yeah, and it it it's the it's the it's the it's the story that fell down. It's the again the story is the missing ingredient, and the 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 pilings that you could build a story on are in there, and and either they didn't or couldn't or didn't want to to build an actual story on top of that. Yeah, I, I you know the the script re- rather famously sold for. Was it, yeah, crazy like amount, three million, three point two million big bidding dollars, war. huge bidding war, and but the you know there's there was the the original writer, and then there were two more credited after. I really want to believe that they screwed it up. I want yeah. to believe that the original <laughs> script that sold for that much money was awesome. Yeah, I, I haven't read it, but um, the like the blacklist version of this script yeah. is yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I guess it's too bad that. It didn't get made, um, and they probably and they you know dumbed it down or whatever. But uh, I'm I kind of want to find it. I want to find that script. You know if and, it exists and read it. I'm, I'm sure it exists. Somewhere. You know it, yeah. it was on the blacklist, so so I'm sure. It oh, got it was a, it was a blacklist. I think so. oh, it literally was a blacklist. I oh. think it was. I think it was a blacklist script. I may be wrong. Um, we should we should. Mushroom just... makes a good point. It was probably bought right after Wonderland's. It was. Wonderland. It was actually. Yeah. Uh, I read an article because I was I was trying to look up exactly how much it, it was bought for and there was an article where he sent it around and no one wanted to buy it at, oh, initially yeah. and then so it kind of sat on a shelf for a couple of years and then Alice in Wonderland made a billion dollars and he was like hmm and so he put it back out and everyone was like yeah give me so <laughs> same, like same script <laughs> right. just you know different context and that's but, but just now fairy tales are hot so yeah now fairy tales are hot so now we'll do so that. now we'll do it uh, but we will fuck it up in the process yeah again I hope I, I hope this. I hope this. Yeah, what again, we we're saw, speculating. Yeah, but I hope gi- what given we s- how Hollywood works. Yeah, I don't I, think it's out of the bounds of possibility. It's not out of the question that what we saw is pretty true to that script. But I would like to believe that if they're going to spend that much money, it's it's because there was something really 
strong there and not just because, well, it's kind of like Alice in Wonderland that made a billion dollars, so meh. Right. So <laughs> We know that that's often how it works. Yeah. That's, as we've, we've talked about before that they uh, – they, someone, someone wrote a great essay recently about how studio suits don't want to have to bank on execution. Right. Which right. Is like, it's like, oh, my God, we can't make a movie that actually has to be good to be sold. Right, because that's, that's we, the one variable they don't understand. Exactly. They understand like, stars. Because the one variable you can't control. It's like, yeah. Yeah. you know, the, the, you can get the greatest cast and the greatest director and the greatest writer in the world. They make a movie that doesn't work. Well, we can't work that way. How do you sustain a business model like that? Yeah. Hell with it. So make sure there's plenty of explosions and make sure it's based on a thing that we can market to and make sure it's got, it's got this star and that star in it. And, and, and whether it's good or not is immaterial. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. Battleship, you know... Battleship didn't make that much money. Okay, sometimes sometimes the system doesn't work. Now, of course, the logic where you go, well, well, if your system doesn't work any more reliably than the other way, <laughs> yeah. right. then why not just make good movies and see what <laughs> happens? You know, just just roll the dice that direction. But well, then that's, that's the thing is like the system, the system we that we have now is all right. Well, let's have fewer movies. They'll all be tent poles. They'll all cost two hundred fifty million dollars, and each one will hopefully make a billion dollars. As opposed to the system that we used to have where you would have a stable of 20 movies a year and most of them didn't make their money back, but a few did. And the ones that did make their money back paid for the ones that didn't. But we don't have that system anymore. And it doesn't seem to me like this new system is working this, any better than yeah, the old system. The new did. system, the new system we have is just they spend all of the money they would have made on twenty movies on one movie, expecting to to get their their return on dollars. That. Yeah, it doesn't work, and then they scream piracy. <laughs> like they blame it on piracy instead of how about your movie sucked and no one wanted to see it. And it's just the fact that, like stop. They're they're trying not to play the odds anymore, and any business is going to is a certain degree of playing yeah. the odds, and they're. The old system, I, in my opinion, the old system worked better and it produced better material. Right. But, well, it produced well, material I, with a longer said, tail. You said two different things from a business standpoint. The old, okay. the old system produced better material. It does not work financially anymore. Okay. So it works better in terms of a corporation staying alive and fulfilling its mission, which is to grow and make profit every year. Right. The old system doesn't work anymore. The new system doesn't necessarily work any better, but they've already established that you know smaller smaller movies and limited release doesn't work anymore as a as a business model at the level of cash flow that they need. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. not even necessarily. I mean, obviously that's not a good thing, but that might not even necessarily be the problem because you can still make good movies out of ideas like Snow White. Yeah. You can you can you can yeah. still do that. When it doesn't happen, that's where it it, bug, it bugs me. Not that we have to keep dealing with these big franchise things, yeah. just that. Well, okay, whatever. Just make movies. Whatever you're gonna make, whatever you're gonna make them. Just make but it make, good. But make them good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, it's, it's there li- could have been a good battleship. I don't know they, what it is, yeah, but there could have been. been. Well, it's literally just a case of we. All we have right now to bank on are the are the few people who are actually talented, interesting, committed filmmakers. Who have managed to get to the to the tent pole level? Yeah. So it's like when they give you know something to somebody, to you Nolan get Battleship. Fincher, yeah. When you give it to Nolan, you get a you know you, you get, get Dark a, you get a Dark Knight movie. Yeah. When you give it to We Hope, see you next week. When you give it to you know Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott, maybe you get Prometheus, which you know the the early returns on Prometheus are like. Like we say about a lot of movies, it's like, well, at least it's not completely stupid. It's like, you know, they try no. to do a thing. They, you know, again, depends who you read. Right. It's like they try to do a thing. At least it's new and interesting, and they they went up, they went for a thing. And again, even Ridley Scott and Shirley's Throne and that whole cast, they might 
you know, they might bomb. Maybe it's not that great a movie, but at least someone tried. Someone went for it, and they got, you know, it's based on Alien franchise. Oh, here's money. You know, <laughs> however they ever they snuck that past the system. You know, let's hope the system didn't completely grind out anything that was good or could have been good about Prometheus, that there's something fun and interesting about it. You know, there, there was, there's a lot of fun and interesting about Snow White, whether the system took out the real good parts or the good parts were never there. We don't know. Yeah. Um, who even directed Snow White? I mean, uh, that was I, Rupert Grant, I believe, was okay. the name. Um, I don't know. What yeah, else. Say, some I guy, some guy's Dean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's great with visuals. Again, you know, he's great with visuals. But um, you know, Prometheus may be good, but you know, at least at least it's Ridley Scott, sure. you know, who has a track record and can make good things. You know, was given a tent pole to make, so yeah. maybe there's something something there. But even he can't make Kingdom of Heaven anymore. Rupert yeah. Sanders. I don't know where Grant came from. Um, okay. We're being told by the the chat. Rupert Sanders. By Rupert Grant. Strangely enough. Yeah. <laughs> if that were true, I'd be like, <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> See, that that would have put an entirely new spin on it. I would have been like, then that movie's fucking awesome. Yeah. If Ron Weasley directed it, <laughs> well I'm done. blown away now. Well done, Rupert. This isn't an issue, as far as I can imagine of there not being enough talented people. I think it might be an issue of the studios are not going to trust people that aren't already something huge. Well, sure. So yeah. that's when yeah. the talented people who come in and do a cool version of something get overruled by the guy who's like, I, I don't know, some guy, some guy, Steen, I don't really know. I mean, this this seems cool to me, but I want to bring in, you know, our, I want to bring in David Kep to look at it real quick. Right. Not to, you know, throw David Kep under the bus, but he is a, a name that they always trust. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you start getting things that get watered down. And if Kep comes at it, he doesn't really care that much. He wasn't the guy who was writing it for months and months and months. Right. And yeah. then you end up with, you know, I'll take out this part, but you start losing pieces of through line. And that happens over and over again. It's not going to be a thing that there's not enough talented people. Uh, and even if we're sort of resigned to having nothing but franchise movies for a while, it's not that they can't be good. It's just that there's something about the setup that, that, that lowers the odds, paradoxically. When this is an entire system based on trying to heighten the odds. Right. Yeah, uh, I think that's a big problem, a big part of the problem with the industry as it's set up today is there's no real farm system set up for anybody. There's no, there's, <laughs> there's, no, ba- there's no middle class of movies anymore. You've got your, right. your tiny, tiny stuff, and you've got your $250 million stuff, but there's no, you know, there's no stable of $20, $20 million movies every year where you know, a guy can can do a good job on a twenty million dollar movie and then Well I'm looking at yeah, like even lousy comedies now are like sixty to eighty million dollars. Yeah, and it's like, there's no there's essentially there's no farm system for people to w- work themselves steadily up a ladder of right. a budget and go, Okay, I did I made a good movie with five million dollars, so now give me twenty. I did a good job with twenty, now give me fifty and then work you know, well, on the way. That's sort of how Chris Nolan made his way up. But yeah, yeah, but, that, but that's 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 the system that isn't there anymore. Yeah, that's, I mean that's the people the people who are there, Fincher and Nolan and others in that kind of generation. Spielberg. Matthew Vaughn. Well, I mean, you know, the, I'm trying to think of the most recent. Maybe Matthew Vaughn. I don't uh, know. But Edgar like Matthew Vaughn, yeah. pri- primarily Fincher and Nolan, I would put in that class. That system doesn't exist. That they wrote up on doesn't exist anymore. Well, it does, I mean, it's, it's just rarer. I mean, it's not yeah, like those yeah. films never get made. Kick Ass got made and so on, but it is. It's very rare. It's yeah. it's just not you know. The the one that stands sort of aside from all of this conversation that I'm looking forward to, it's a medium budget, completely original movie uh, that's coming out this summer. Uh, I'm looking forward to Looper. Sure. Have you guys yeah. seen the trailer for this? You oh, I'm, I've been oh, excited yeah. for Looper for a long time. Ryan Johnson, yeah. That kind of thing gives me a little glimmer of hope. 
because if that can work, yeah. maybe the next thing can work too. And the way you make a movie like that is you attach Bruce Willis and you attach, yeah. you know, yeah. JGL. Yeah, exactly. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, well, that's an interesting situation in the sense that it's okay, so you need to attach somebody like Joseph Gordon Levitt. And yes, there's other people like Bruce Willis as well. But Joseph Gordon Levitt is an attachable name because of the tiny movie that the director <laughs> did as his first film. Brick. Brick, yeah. Uh, and that's how JGL started his path of becoming. Yeah. Well, he's a attachable name now because of Inception. Yeah. And and now and now Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. But Brick and was the beginning of Brick was Brick was, Brick was the beginning him, of that yeah. ladder and then Yeah. So Inception I mean, there's a, nice, there's a nice synergy to that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's much easier for actors to make that transition yeah. than yeah. for for directors because there's like, yeah. there's more roles for actors. There's still not a lot, there's but more there's more roles for actors th- than directors. Yeah. Than directors, you know. Yeah. Every movie has dozens of actors and one or two directors. That's why an yeah. editor gets paid more than an effects guy. Yeah. Generally speaking. And well, and so maybe maybe that's the answer is we're going to have a slew of actor directors in this next generation. Joseph Gordon-Levitt speaking of is about to direct his first feature, so yeah. maybe that's maybe that's a path. Maybe we all have to be actors <laughs> if we want to direct. Damn it, really? Oh yeah. god. Ready break. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, because that's an easy gig to get into. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. being an actor. Sucks. In conclusion, it's gonna be okay. It's not your yeah. fault. Also, Snow White or something. We're all in this together. <laughs> we're not really sure what the point of that was. Yeah, to be totally hypocritical. We're just sort of. <laughs> yeah. Now we're just sort of sad. No, we're just talking. And about now we'll just release that in three thousand theaters yeah. in three D. But we didn't spend a hundred million dollars yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. That's the difference. Snow White and the Huntsman. It's no battleship. <laughs> that's, that's the that's message. tagline yeah one yeah. thumb up it's a, I, 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 at the end of the day I, I, I took I, I took that that's what I took from Snow White and the Huntsman was like as we said in Battleship it's like Battleship I just this everybody here is here for the paycheck no one gives a shit about what they're doing in Battleship no one gave a shit about Battleship mm-hmm. it was all about the money that's it you know I felt like there were people involved in Snow White who actually wanted to do something yeah somewhere in there there was passion it just might not have been, enough it might have been drained out it yeah. might have been cut away it might have been crushed but i felt that there was somebody trying to do something in, in it was several somebodies trying to do something in snow white just not the critical mass you need to make a good yeah, movie to yeah. make it put it over the top and make it classic yeah it's just a, it's a not that great movie but it's got good stuff in it do we have any sense of how it's doing box office wise not yet it, it actually the early returns, it opened better than it was thought it was going to be. Oh. And I, I was at the 10 o'clock show, and it was freaking packed. Yeah, oh. ours, was pretty, ours was pretty packed, too. Yeah. I got to say. Okay. Interesting. Cool. $57 million so far is what Strapinus is saying. Pretty good. Pretty All right. Good. Not bad. Better than Battleship. Better than Men in Black, I think, for the opening weekend. But better than John Carter. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's approaching John Carter's complete take. In any case, this has been Down in Front. You can find more episodes at Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Email us at Down in Front Show at gmail.com. Go to the forum because it's really fucking awesome. Give us money because we're really fucking awesome. And until next week, my name is Dick Christie. Brian Finiter. Mike Scott. Chase Dokes. This has been Down in Front. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good night. <laughs>